This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, Willis? Good What's fam? up, Willis? Good fam. Welcome back to Willis. Welcome good. back to the Willis. Good podcast. Yeah, quit it. People are so engaged now. No, they're not. They're turning this off right now. They're like, oh gosh, here they are again. Right there, weird intros. No, here they're saying, oh my gosh, I've been waiting so long for Christmas. Do you know to be back when you're podcast. not here, my intro is dialed into a T? Well, do you know? Do you not know that I, when I'm not here, the viewership is way down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's up, friends? Welcome back to Whoa, That's Good Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a great week, but guess what? It's about to get better. You do listen to my podcast. Um, well, we are going to be answering DMs today. This is um, an ongoing podcast Christian and I do where we go into the DMs and answer them. And this week, we are actually going to be answering DMs about love. You got you to you prolong it. What do you mean? About love oh about love uh because we just had our book come out how to put love first a 90 day challenge which i am so excited to tell y'all we are going to do something very fun in the new year so be looking on my instagram i'm going to make two announcements coming up soon about um a really awesome giveaway we're doing and if you are um in a relationship you're going to be very excited about maybe entering to win this because it's gonna be super fun and um if you're not in a relationship and if you just um are learning more about love itself which is the love of God, then get ready for what we have to announce for the new year. So fun stuff to come ahead. But for today, we're going to be answering some of these questions about love. Um, this is so fun. We, we really don't look at this much before we answer it. So it's kind of just off the cuff um, thoughts that we have to y'all's DMs. And, you know, years ago, I decided not to read my DMs because it just gets too crazy and you can't really control you know, what you're going to see when you open it. And so we decided, okay, instead of me like reading DMs and responding to them all the time, why don't we let my team go in and like pick out some of y'all's DMs that are really thoughtful and great questions. And then on the podcast, we'll answer them more in depth. So we're excited to do that. Um, and also, if you're watching this and you see my AG1 cup, this is not even here because it's sponsored. Christian was making fun of me. I actually just needed my AG1 today and I, and I love it. Um, so that, that, I was just actually kind of funny. He was laughing at me. He's like, you're not putting that in this shot for the whole time. I'm like, no, I actually just love it, and I needed some. So I'm so excited to jump in and answer y'all's DMs. Okay, so the first question that I wanted to ask was, this was a good one. This is from Ann Martin, I think. Okay, and she said, is it okay for the girl to initiate? So here's my thoughts on this. Um, this is just, again, this is just... My advice, this is just my opinion, and I'm not saying this is, like, truth. But, um, like, I'm not, like, this is in the Bible, you know? I'm just yeah. saying this is just my opinion on this. I think that when it comes to girls initiating, do I think it's wrong? No, I don't think it's wrong. Do I think it's best? No. You know, I think what it does when a girl initiates is it kind of sets you up to lead in the relationship. And um, I think and I believe in this 
this is in the Bible. I, I, I do believe that the man should, in a lot of ways, lead in your relationship. Now, we as women have parts of relationships that will lead, and there are things about us that are so strong and so much strength. So I'm not saying we're lesser than anything like that. But I do think that like a man's leadership is so important. And um, man, I've seen the the blessing of that, the benefit of that. And so I do think if you initiate, sometimes that can set you up to be like leading in your relationship and it can kind of let the guy slack on, I think his part of pursuing and his part of the pursuit, which I think is really important uh, for him to, to do and to initiate and to be excited about doing and maybe even be brave enough to do and vulnerable enough to do. Um, however, I do also think that you can... Um, give the guy confidence to initiate. I think you can give the guy confidence to lead. And so what I mean by that is like, if you're interested in a guy, do I think it's best for you to go tell the guy like, hey, let's go on a date and lead that and initiate that? Not really. But do I think it's okay for you to go and say like, hey, like, I'd love to get to know you. Um, What's your number? I think that's great. I think that's giving him confidence to say like, hey, I'm actually interested in you. I'd love to get to know you, you know, and then let him take it from there. And so I think, you know, you got to give a guy a hint. You got to let him know that that you're interested, that you like them, and then let them kind of take it from there. Let them plan the date. I mean, I remember when Christian and I met and um, I am a very uh, strong person, I guess, and I can tend to lead and um, a lot of scenarios that I'm in, I feel like if I if I walk in a room, um, I don't even mean to, but I just kind of start leading it. You know, I think that's just a part of my personality, and that's something I didn't want to be in a relationship. But I didn't really know. Um, I knew I was either going to have to be intentional about not being like that or someone was really going to have to step in and lead. It was really amazing because when Christian and I started dating, like one of the things that I did was like. I let him know I was interested, obviously, by the way, that I responded to him every day and we talked on the phone often and, you know, I prioritized my time to be around him. Um, But also, whenever it came to you asking me on a date, even though you were going to take me on a date in Nashville where I was living, it was very important to me that, like, he planned the date. Um, And so, you know, you planned the whole date, which is really cool because whenever he came into town and took me on a date, he took me to this restaurant I'd never been to, and it was actually called Tupelo Honey, which is kind of sweet now that our daughter's name is Honey. So, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I'm thankful that um, Mm -hmm. you led in such a way that I didn't even have to think about not leading. Like, you were just leading. It was just clear. It was obvious. And so, it's kind of a long-winded answer to yeah. say because it's it's more complex in this than this yes or no you know yeah i i i, I completely agree because because there is yeah you don't want to initiate and then to have that kind of trickle down to like leading the relationship because i do think that there is you know something that a man is supposed to lead but but then you, then, you, then again there are so many different like ways to initiate, you know, like you said, of like, hey, we should, you know, what's your number? Um, what about the initiation of like, you know, oh my gosh, are you ever going to ask me out? What about that? Is that like initiating something? This is a little, little sassy flair, like. This is like a little, yeah, yeah, you know, like, hey, you know, are you ever going to ask me out? Like, Well, been... should I tell my first kiss story? For me? <laughs> no, my actual no, first kiss. No, you shouldn't share that. This is hilarious no, in seventh Sadie, grade. No, you no, think? No, that's so funny. No, really? we're not sharing your first kiss story on the podcast. <laughs> it's funny. No. Okay. You well, see this? See, 
I hope Anne is not a seventh grader asking if it is okay for a girl. No, I know, me too. But I'm just saying it. No, and if you are, it is completely okay. I'm saying I regret this. I regret this because I I took the reins of a situation. No, we're not sure. (laughs) I don't want you to share that. Okay. After further discussion, I've decided not to share. Well, the next question actually flows perfectly. I've decided not to share, but 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 I won't share. But I will tell you this. With what Christian just said, is it okay for a girl to be like, when are you going to ever ask me out? Is it okay? Yes. Have I done stuff like that? Yes. Do I regret it? Yes is the point, okay? The times that I was like impatient and just tried to like kind of take the reins of the situation, I look back and I'm like, that's cringe. And it's so cringe that Christian won't even let me tell the story for the sake of my own embarrassment. So... Anyways, like, yes, do it, whatever. It's not right or wrong. And some of you might be like, hey, I got married because I because I did stuff like that. And that's great. So again, this is not like it's in the Bible, it's truth. This is just like, here's what I think. This is what I've experienced in my life. I'm grateful that Christian led our relationship um, and initiated things. I did feel like I had to give him the confidence to do so at times. Yeah. Um, so a little push, but it's it was just encouragement. And I think there is a huge difference. I don't think I know there's a huge difference between encouragement and manipulation. So it's one thing to encourage someone, you know, to lead well, and it's another thing to try to manipulate them into, into leading a relationship. And so just be careful, you know, you don't want to if you have to manipulate someone into being in a relationship with you, then you should not be in a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ha- can encourage someone, you know, to take the next step to taking you on a date, then that's awesome. But to manipulate someone into a relationship is a horrible way to start a relationship. Yeah, very good. All we'll say about that is that there's a popular song by Thompson Square that came out around the same time. That is all we will say. Okay, moving. <laughs> no one's gonna get this. Moving on. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, okay. Speaking of that, okay, here's our next question. Is there such a thing as right person, wrong time? Yes. 100%. 100%. We were those people. Yes. If we would have met any other time before when we met, I don't think that, it, I mean, God is good, so it could have worked, but. I think if we would have met in, like, elementary school, we would have been, like, in love with each other. You think? Okay, well, maybe any other time if we met, no, like, joke, early but... on in elementary school. Because I would think you were cute. Yeah. And I would like yeah. that you are athletic. Yep, I won most athletic in third grade. No big deal. No big deal. Um, we didn't have that award, but I, I might have won if we did. Well, you've seen it. It's in our closet. I, know, I, have, I have seen it. He still has the trophy. That is a complete joke. I do not have my most athletic. <laughs> no, but, I, but you do. I saw a, a picture on your phone the other that day. Was a I joke. saw a picture. Yeah, I favorited that. But... I know. I was looking at your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> it was like me, Honey, Cabo, and then it, Haven, all of a sudden it was like most athletic third grade. Well, no. It was it was most athletic in third grade, Then, it, but it was also fastest in the mile, and then it was uh, most likely to become a rock collector. I did see all those. So I don't know why that was included. I'm most proud but of all that to say, collecting. is there such a thing as right person, right person, wrong time? For sure. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season, and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. 
KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Um, we we're joking about elementary school, but if we would have met 
you know, in the plan that I had wanted it to when I'd first met your sister, then it, I don't think it would have been the right time. No. Um, I was a little, uh, I was, I was drinking milk. I was not yet solid food yet <laughs> from a biblical perspective. Yeah. And someone listening to this hasn't read that verse in the Bible is like, okay, I was a it. new, I was a newbie Christian. I, I was, thought you were going to say you were drinking and then you said milk. I was like, what? I didn't even catch that. That's what Paul says. Bible Paul's, jokes, Bible jokes. You're young in your faith. I, I was young in my faith. And then. By the time we met, I was uh, I was more mature. And- it's true, and honestly, I was not in a good place. Like you know, we we love to give you a hard time. I was not in a good place at all. Thank you. you we, know, do, we do give me a hard time. We do, and I was. I don't always say that. I was on a pattern of like just dating. Um, I don't know. I don't even really know if it was a bad thing necessarily, but I was just just trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out who I was wanting to marry, but I think I was trying to do that before I really figured out who I was and what I really wanted um, in a spouse. And so I think I was kind of dating for the sake of like just wanting to get married and not dating intentionally for like, okay, this is what I really want for my life. Like this you is what thought, I want. You thought you were trying to put love first, but you weren't. No, I was putting dating first mm-hmm. before love even. And that's just um, marriage first. I think in my mind, and some of you might can relate to this, you know, so many people in my family got married so young, um, which you might look at me and say, you got married young. But in my family, 18 is whenever most people in my family got married. I mean, my parents get married at 18. My grandparents got married at 18. My sister got married at 19. My brother got married at 19. Like everyone was just getting married so young. And so like, you know, I'm 18 and I'm like, I want to get married. And then I just went through a breakup, you know, and then I'm 19 and I want to get married. And then it's just not finding the right person. And then, you know, I think I just so wanted to get married that I was just like dating, dating, dating to like try to find this person. Um, but in reality, I, I wasn't even doing it for the right reasons. It was more just to like get married. But I wasn't thinking like that's the biggest decision of your entire life. Like this is the person you're going to spend your whole life with. And this is going to be like the father of your children. And so I think in some ways I didn't think like that because I was just like so pursuing marriage instead of like love itself. But in some ways I was thinking like that because that's why I dated so many people and broke up with them so fast because I was like, this is not the one. This is not right. This is not the one. So um, anyways, I said to say like, so you might be in that season where you're like, I just want to get married and I just, so I'm just going to date anyone or I'm just going to try to figure this out. And that's just so not wise, you know, to getting married is a, is a huge blessing and God did design marriage and um, there's so much beauty in marriage but if it's the wrong person then it's not good you know if it's if it's not if it's not healthy if it's not fruitful if it's not for the sake of building God's kingdom and making you better people and you know then it's not good you know you're taking the good out of the design and so I think that I'm thankful um, that we didn't meet before then because I don't think I quite had in my mind yet what I really wanted and needed, you know, um, mm-hmm. out of just what marriage actually meant more than a ring on my finger. And mm-hmm. so it was sweet whenever we met because I had just realized this epiphany of what I had been doing mm-hmm. really just the day before we met. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledged it to my friends. And so we joke, you know, I did this video, I'm not going to date anybody for six months. And then I met Christian the next day. And that's true. But the reason I said that is because I was acknowledging, man, I'm I'm just doing this for the wrong reasons. And then I met Christian and I was like, oh, wow, he's really cute and everything. But I was like, 
pump the brakes. Like, I don't really know if I want to be in a relationship <clears throat> right now. And I was very clear with you on that. Mm-hmm. And so you initiated <laughs> a friendship mm-hmm. and you respected the boundaries of that friendship. And I did too. Like we did not, um, we weren't overly flirty during that time. We weren't talking about relationship. We were literally talking about the Bible. We, um, and that might seem funny to, to some of y'all, but like we really were like, I mean, no joke. We were reading through Proverbs together. So mm-hmm. for 30 days, like we were talking about Proverbs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So obviously we talked about other things and we joked and we laughed and we had a good time. But um, we weren't like flirting. We literally, our, our conversation was rooted in the things that we were studying together, the sermons we were watching together. So we built this foundation out of like a friendship of both wanting to have a better relationship with God individually and encouraging each other in that, which unintentionally maybe even set up our marriage to be so Christ-centered because it was like we're getting married for the sake of growing God's kingdom together as we grow each other and because we truly are best friends and I believe that like you're the best person to to lead me in this life to be with me and to like be the father of my kids so it's just you know it got more meaningful mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah that's good sense. and yeah <clears throat> that's really good and kind of like you had m- mentioned kind of on the last question you know there are times where you maybe you want you do want to try to manipulate that right like you have a hunch that it's it's maybe the right person, but the timing feels wrong or something like that. So you kind of want to try to force it. And there's only so long that you can really force it before it kind of starts to unravel, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, for us, we really relate with that question because I do think that – and that, there's for many people. We can look at a lot of our friends and, you know, <clears throat> not speak for them, but we can say, well, if they would have met – you know, at a different time, it wouldn't have worked out for, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's different seasons of life with school or work or just, you know, relationships with like, or their relationship with God from a maturity standpoint. Like Mm -hmm. there's many people in our life that we can look at and Mm -hmm. that that question. And speaking of like forcing it, what's so interesting is like, I, I was in relationships where I would try to force to make it happen. But with Christian, what's so funny is it was like, one, I wasn't forcing it at all. It was so natural and it was just happening. But two, I think I was trying to come up with every reason why this shouldn't be happening right now because the timing wasn't right. And like, it was almost like, oh no, like this can't be happening. You know, the timing's not right. I'm busy. It's this, it's that, whatever. You're in college. I live in Nashville. You live in Auburn. Like there's just so many reasons why like this probably shouldn't work, but it just did work. Like, I didn't talk myself out of it not working, and I didn't have to talk myself into it working. It just worked. Well, you and, did try to. but I, I mean, I did try one time, you. and then you were like, stop talking, thank which you. I appreciated. I needed you to say that. But I think that, yeah, I think that sometimes we just overcomplicate things and overthink things. And whenever it's the right person, a lot of times it comes to just an ease, you know? And I will say, like, some of you listening, your relationship might have looked different at the start. It might have been a more forcing, but yet look at what God's done. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I actually read from a very well-known Christian author. She wrote a blog one time about how like she didn't marry the right one, I guess, but like that's still her husband. And her whole thing was like, you know, could we have married better people? Perhaps yes. Like I don't know that this person was the best person for me to marry. And it was a very shocking blog because she was just like saying it. Um so honestly that it was almost like, whoa, like I I've never heard anybody say that. And she said, 
But like because we found ourselves in the Lord and because we've anchored ourselves to, um, you know, Christ's design for marriage, like we've created a beautiful life together and we've weathered through the hard times and we have amazing kids. And so, you know, you might have had a rough start. You might have forced things. It might have been manipulative. You might have even married someone that you're like, you know, could we have done better? Maybe. However, like we committed. And so let's just make it an effort to be the best version of ourselves. Let's be better people. Let's, you know, come into the good design that God has and, um, you know, make our family a family who serves the Lord. And so there's God's story. There's always redemption, you know, so you didn't, you didn't mess it up. You didn't screw it up for your life. You, there's always redemption and he always can bring you back to a solid foundation. We were watching this uh, thing last night we're doing a marriage series right now in our sermon squad group. And it was so cool because there was this, the way that it's done is it's Tim Keller. It's the meaning of marriage. Isn't that what it's called? Mm -hmm. And then it's like a Christian couple and a non-Christian couple. And they're all just talking about like the meaning of marriage. And um, the Christian couple was talking about the power of three strands, like a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And it says that in Ecclesiastes and actually at our wedding, Louis had a strand for us mm -hmm. and you know we did the whole strand thing just as a representation of how a quarter three strands is not easily broken well the non-christian couple said you know that's actually such a powerful thing that's such a great idea and concept because they were explaining how you know when they um have conflict in their marriage or hard things in their marriage what they do is they'll go to outside sources and um, a lot of times those outside sources are two separate things for the both of them so the husband might go to a friend and then the wife might go to her friend um, and so it's, it's a good thing that they're both getting help except for where they're getting help might be two different com two completely different pieces of advice you know mm -hmm. and it might be two different directions <clears throat> and so at the end of the day even though they're getting help they're not necessarily coming together in their marriage and so the guy described it like this he said you see a stool with like three legs it's always going to be like perfectly placed right there's no really room to to wobble but he was talking about how like a table at a restaurant with four legs that you've you've all experienced it you sit down at the table and you kind of put your arms down and it goes boom you know it's like a little off somehow and this is the non-christian guy explaining this and he goes you know that that kind of is our life a lot of times. When, when hard things happen, there, you just kind of feel that unleveled mm -hmm. ground. Um, so he said that's very an attractive thought to think that it would just be a quarter of three strands. And I think that's the beauty of having a Christ-centered relationship is that when the two of you are fail, which you will, you know, you do every day. You either fail yourself, you fail each other, you fail someone, you just fail. You know, we're human, we're, we're imperfect, we're flawed. What you get to do is you are tethered to God. He is a, the first in your relationship. How to put love first? How do we put God first? Because whenever we fail, we come to a solid ground. We come to a truth that's eternal. We come to a truth that's unwavering. And so when we struggle with things, instead of going to outside sources that might be good advice, but lead us apart from each other we're going to the same source that's eternally good that's always the same that never changes the word of god and so i just wanted to stop for a second and, and share that because i thought that was such a powerful thing last night i'm like 
why it's important for God to be at the center of your marriage. Because some mm-hmm. people say like, oh yeah, like <clears throat> let's have God at the center of our relationship. But that's just a saying to them. That just means you go to church on Sunday. But to have God at the center of your relationship is not just like going to church on Sunday with your spouse. It's a 24-7 God is in our relationship. Like he is the third party in our relationship. And he is um, the most important thing in my life and the most important thing in your life and the anchor and foundation of our marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's just so much bigger than sometimes we think about it when you think about just wanting to get married, you know? And I think that's why people, you know, you settle for for men or women who are not godly, who are not rude in the word because you just want to get married. But I just don't know that, that that's a good thing, which actually leads us to the next question. What if God's plan isn't for me to fall in love and end up with someone? So what do you think about for someone who's like, what if it's not God's plan that I get married? That's a loaded question. We, um, <clears throat> at our wedding, your uh, grandfather spoke to that a little bit. Oh, yes. This was just so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. My grandpa, so Pebble Phil, some of you might have just seen the movie about his life. He is, um, he's an awesome man of God, but he he is a little bit, he just says how it is, okay? And it was just so funny because, you know, I walked down the aisle, it's like the moment, and he was supposed to be saying the prayer whenever I get down there, like he was going to say the beginning prayer. My grandpa, like my mom's dad to Papa, who y'all might've seen on the podcast was going to say the prayer at the end of the wedding. So I get down and it's like this sweet, special moment. And he is like, well, brother Paul says, and if you think about what someone might quote scripture at a wedding, even from Paul, you know, you might, you might think he was about to bust open first Corinthians yeah. and start talking love about is love is patient. Love, love is, is kind. kind. Yeah. Nope. Not where my grandpa went. First thing he said was, Brother Paul said it is better that you not marry, least you burn with passion. <laughs> it was, a- it was so awkward. So, yes, that actually is in the Bible. Paul says, you know, I wish that you don't get married. I wish you would be like me and just stay single because then your love wouldn't be divided. Then then you wouldn't have to, you know, think about um, what your spouse needs and all these different things as opposed to just being on fire and on mission for God. So actually in the Bible, Paul is like, it's actually better that you don't marry. But then he says, unless you burn with passion. So if you do find someone that you are absolutely in love with and you're burning with passion and if you weren't to get married, then you would be living, you know, um, sexually immoral. You know, you would be Mm -hmm. sleeping with each other. You would just not, you would kind of be outside of what God has for that. You'd be in this relationship, but you wouldn't be in covenant. So you would be um, not getting the fullness of what God has planned for two becoming one, you know, Um, then you should get married. And so that is what my grandpa lovingly stated at the beginning of our our (laughs) marriage. No, that's so funny. Because, but then again, too, you know, there are, I think many times when you hear someone say that you always can typically give just like the cliche answers of like, well, Paul didn't marry and, you know, Jesus was never married and they were, you know, they were content, they were satisfied. But then again, you know, I think some, but it is, you know, it is hard. Like if you do desire that, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily just like a whimsical, like, well, don't, you know, Jesus didn't marry and he was, he was happy. Um, You know, so I think there, there are, there are things in it where it's like, it is difficult. You know, if you are, you know, however old you are, if you're, you know, getting older and you do desire that and, and God hasn't provided that, you know, it can be stressful and frustrating and confusing um, and all the things. But at the same time, you know, if it's not the plan, you know, we, and it's, I guess it's easier for me to say it because, you know, we are married, mm-hmm. but, you know, there, 
there is a contentment that you can only find in God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not trying to be, you know, cliche or anything, but that's what the scripture talks mm-hmm. about, you know, not being, um, you know, not having these idols of, cause you can idolize anything. You can, you can idolize a relationship and not have it. I can idolize Sadie and, you know, kind of lose sight of, of, of what's the most important thing to me. But, you know, I think just keep following God. And I think if you do truly desire that, I, I think he will provide it and he doesn't always provide it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it, it is a hard thing. It's not, you know, it's, it's it, it's it's not really a cookie cutter answer. Of- yeah, and I think like knowing that God God can provide and believing for Him to provide those things that you long for. Like I uh, think about Abraham and Sarah who got pregnant because they they desired to have a baby and she didn't get pregnant. She was like ninety, right? And and the um, in Hebrews it was referring back to that story and it says something along the lines of like Abraham like. It was talking about how old they are, but it was like a funny. I think it was, it was like as good as dead. Yeah, they're basically. Like it says like they're as good as dead, and here they go having a baby. Like that's that's what God provided. God God did provide. It wasn't the timing that they thought, but then not only did God provide, but um, who He provided, um, Isaac. Right? Am I telling this story right? Abraham, Isaac. Yes, Isaac. Um, like think about just all the things that came from Isaac in his life, like and the generations uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you just go down the line, and it's tribes, like Judah, Judah and David, the tribe Jesus. of Israel, and like all the things, and you know it it came at a time that wasn't the time that they longed for it to come, but it was the perfect timing. And I always think about that with like kids, because some of my friends, you know, are having trouble getting pregnant, and we always talk about just that God is gonna bring them at the perfect time, and. How many times in your life, like, do you say, like, man, this is perfect timing? Like, it can just be flippantly, like, oh, this is perfect timing. And I'm like, you know, perfect timing to me in my life um, happens because I was born at the time that I that I was born in, you know, and that might not have been, like, my mom's thought of, like, what her perfect timing might have been. But for me in my life, like, it was perfect timing that I was born June 11th, 1997, because then I got to meet you whenever I met you. And so, like, sometimes, like, we just, we don't understand the timeline like God does. God's outside of time. And so if you're longing for something um, and you're believing for it, like, keep believing Him for it. But also know, this is what I pray a lot of times, God, if it's your will, then it will be done. If it is your will, then nothing can stop it from being done. And if it's not your will, then I don't need it, you know, like, and I don't even want it. So if it's your will, it will be done. If it's not your will, then I don't need it. And if it's not your will, I don't want it. And that kind of like keeps me in a place of contentment because there are things that I pray for where I'm like, God, I really long for this. I really want this. But at the same time, I know that if it's your will that I get this thing, then it will be done and nothing can stop it from happening. But I also know that if it's not your will and I'm asking you for this and it's not in your will that I have this, then I don't want it and I don't need it to accomplish the things that you put me on this life to do. And so for me, marriage. It's like, God, if, if you, if it's your will that I get married, if that's, um, you know, something that you have for me, then Lord, I pray it will be done. And, and I pray that you would give me the contentment in this season to wait for that and give me the confidence in the season to go for it. If it's on me, if I'm, if I'm not putting myself out there, if I'm not pursuing relationship, if I'm not, you know, b- positioning myself in places that I could meet someone awesome, then God, give me the strength to, to go do that. Give me the vulnerability. Give me the courage, you know, praying the prayers like that. But God, if it's not your will, 
mm-hmm. that I'd marry. You know, if it that's not what you have for me in this life, then God, I don't need that. You know, mm-hmm. for me to know that I'm loved beyond measure. I don't even want that because I don't want to be distracted from what you're going to do with my life. And that's not everything. You're everything, you know? And so I think prayers like that are just so powerful. So you're asking God, you're believing God, and you're trusting God that He knows what's best for your life. You know, marriage, of course, comes with all of its hardship and hard things, and you're blending two families, and there's all of that. So there's hard things in marriage. Um, being single, there's hard things with that you know there's there's hard things in all things you know you got to have god's grace for both of them and there's beautiful things to both things marriage obviously there's so many beautiful things that come with that but being single there's so many beautiful things that come with that an opportunity and so i think just trusting god that where he has you is good enough for you to be content and it's not even just good enough it's the best place to be you know mm-hmm. and so um hopefully that that helps you where you're at That's good. okay let's see um, all right. Last question. Was wedding planning stressful on y'all's relationship? I actually don't think it was stressful. Really I don't at all. I don't either. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that, but I will say this is really cool. So when we got engaged, um, we got engaged in June. We our wedding was in November, but in so we were living in Louisiana, both of us, during that summer. My, Christian was living with my parents. So it was nice because up until that point, we had been long distance the whole time. And so it was really nice to live in the same place for a little bit. So we were together that summer. But then he had to go back to college, to Auburn, for his senior year from August to November up until we got married. And that was like really – that was a little bit hard for me. Um, and I will say, I think – we were talking about this on the podcast – recently with Kane the band that was on and we were talking about how sometimes like your anxiety about something is worse than what it actually is and actually most time it is it's like the anxiety about what it might be is always like worse than what it actually is like and I just had so much anxiety about him going back to college after like spending a whole summer together and then being long distance uh for those two months right before we get married I just was like oh it's not gonna set us up well you're gonna be busy with school I'm busy with things and all that stuff yeah it was really like four months but yeah four months yeah Yeah, it was four months because August September October and most of November so four months So that scared me. And I wish I didn't overthink that. Like, I wish I didn't have so much anxiety about that season because it actually really wasn't bad. And honestly, I don't even really remember those four months that much. I was so content. I was like, hey, we're engaged. We're getting married. I think that's a girl thing, you know? I got, like, three classes this fall. I don't You were great. I'm I'm great. I was a little bit of – a little bit more stressed about it, which looking back, I wish I wasn't because – and I look back at that, those four months, I actually don't remember anything stressful. I actually just remember like really fun things that we did, like road trips from National Auburn and just the different things that, that we did. And so that was just silly. And that's something I wish I didn't overthink. But one thing that was cool during the midst of me overthinking it and being a little bit anxious about it is I was like, okay, why don't we like have prayer books for each other and, or not, it's like kind of a prayer, but also just like notes for each other and each like thoughts for each other. And each day, you know, we can just kind of write to each other and whenever we get married, we can give us each other the books and then we can know like what we were thinking about each other all this time and like praying for each other. So I actually forgot we did that. And, um, which is kind of funny because that was really sweet, but I like, totally forgot we did that. And then when I was moving, packing boxes this week, I saw the journal and I was like, oh my gosh. And I like, couldn't even remember what, what it was. And I saw it was like 
dated September 2019, October 2019, November 2019. And it was like, you know, all these thoughts that Christian was having for me and all these like really sweet notes and prayers. And then leading up to November and it was like, I can't believe I get to marry you this week. I was like, just so sweet. And, you know, I think that sometimes, I don't know if everyone's like this, but I think as girls, sometimes we can get like this where, and I know actually more people are like this than just me because there are like, you know, reels on Instagram and memes and all this kind of <clears throat> stuff. And it's like what yeah. she thinks we're doing. And it's like the time. guys partying. And then it's like what we're actually doing. And it's like the guys just doing something like so silly and stupid and innocent. And I think sometimes like for me, I definitely was like that. Um, and some of that came from actually dating guys who would have been doing the thing that was not good, you know, um, whenever they told me they were doing something else. And so some of it was from past hurt or past, you know, things, experiences actually happening. But sometimes I would put that on Christian. And so I would be thinking, oh gosh, you know, he's probably doing da, da, da. And like, you know, I look back at that and one, you weren't, you had such a great group of friends and, um, were so anchored in, in your faith and who you were. But then also I look back at like the notes you were writing me and I'm like, why well, would I have overthought like what you thought of me? You know, why mm. would I overthought like your love for me? And so I don't know. I look back at that time in my life and um, I, I hate the insecurities that I walked through, the insecurities that I felt. And because I really just needed to trust the man that he was and the relationship that we had. And so did I have a stressful time planning the wedding? Not really. I'm not really detail oriented. I, I didn't I wasn't like stressed out about what it would look like. I knew it would be beautiful and it would mm -hmm. all work out great. And I was super <clears throat> excited about my marriage. I just <clears throat> more so had a more stressful um, engagement from the time of like me just getting over insecurities that I felt. And that's just honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because well, when you get engaged, it's like it's that much more real. Like you're one step closer. You know, we always say like dating is more refining than, mm -hmm. than being single, at least yeah. for us, you know. Like being serious, being in a serious relationship, just from you know sacrifice and being selfless and those kind of things, and then engagement was more refining than dating, and then marriage has been more refining than engagement, and then mm -hmm. now having kids is way more refining than all of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, engagement season it is. It's just the tension of you know you know that you're just one step closer to the covenant, and even you know engagement to some extent still partly that maybe kind of i don't really know all the ins and outs of the spiritual side of just maybe being engaged i don't really know kind of rambling um <clears throat> but being engaged like it is you know there is more pressure of like yeah it can be easier to be insecure about things because mm -hmm. you know you do there is a ring on your finger and you are trying to plan this moment where you will make these vows that you know will be um mm -hmm. forever while you're on the earth yeah so yeah wedding planning wasn't really stressful uh we also had just a lot of help personally yeah. just planning hey, the wedding speaking of um i literally put your ring in my pocket this morning because you forgot it thank you well, i forgot it i had bible study at seven i woke up at 653 i was 20 minutes late i know but you can't be cruising around town without that ring in your finger boy well i had no ring on my finger and i did not brush my teeth so <laughs> this I is was 20 minutes late without a <laughs> ring that's I'm great. in slides. No, I was late. That's I didn't horrible. have time. Um, but I will just say to wrap this up, and that's so good, Christian. I think that, you know, something this is a lie that we tell ourselves is that, you know, I will be content if I get the next thing in life. You know, it's like, okay, 
if I get accepted into this college, then I'll be happy, then I'll be content. And then you get there and it's all crazy. Or it's like, if, you know, I have a boyfriend, then I'll kind of chill out. I'll know, like, I'll be content. If I get married, then it's like, if I get engaged, if I get married, then it's like, when we have a baby, when we move houses. And it's like, you can just get into this trap in life of always thinking that something's going to bring you your happiness. Something's going to bring you contentment. Something's going to help you stop overthinking finally. Something's going to help you stop being insecure. Something's finally going to help you, you know, have peace. And, and, and truly, no, I don't, I don't believe that anything in this world that's fleeting and temporary can bring you that, you know, and, and into the fullness that God can. And so when you talk about putting love first, the importance of it is knowing like, you know, before I get the ring on my finger, I know I'm loved because I because of my relationship with the Lord. Before I get into that college, I have peace because I have peace that surpasses all understanding because my God is the God of peace. Before I get, before I have children, I know that the Lord is a provider and he's creating a family within me. You know, it's like, knowing that God provides all that you need before he even provides it and maybe the way that you're longing for him to. Like he provides it in and of himself. Like Jehovah Jireh, he's the provider, but the provision is who he is, you know? And so I think about that in my mind, it surprised me that I had those insecure thoughts because I thought when I'm engaged, I'm not going to have those thoughts. When I have a ring on my finger, it's done. Like I'm getting married. It's established. He chose me. And I just thought I'm not going to be insecure. I'm not going to overthink things. I'm not going to be jealous of other people because I know he chose me. But ring does not fix that problem. You know, that's a heart problem. That That's a, that's a mind problem. So I can't um, rely on a ring to heal all the wounds of my past because it's just not going to. And so I think that was a wake up call for me to go, oh, what, wow. Like me being engaged doesn't solve the problem and the insecure things in my heart. Like I got to get that healed from the Lord. So I had to really seek that in God and let him heal that in me so that I could go into marriage strong. And so I just think, you know, whatever season you're in, whatever you're longing for in the next season to bring you, like find it before you even get there in God. Mm-hmm. Let, let God be that provision in your life today before maybe even what tomorrow brings. So that way, whether you get a ring or not, you're good. Whether you um, you know, get accepted or not, you're good. Whether you get fired or not, you're not a failure. You know, you're good. And so I just think that that's a really important lesson to learn in life. And you might have heard people say that before, but like hear it today as like uh, another reminder to you, whatever it is that you're clinging to, to be your um, sustainability is probably not going to be able to reach the depths of your soul like God only can. Mm-hmm. And so that was good. Thank you all so for good. sending in questions. Please keep doing this. You can DM the Well That's Good podcast page on Instagram, follow along and send us any question. We can talk about any topic that y'all want. Um, it's always fun to get to hear kind of the things that y'all are um, thinking about and searching for answers. And there were so many other great questions we just kind of took for today that we thought were um, something that we could speak into a little bit. But we appreciate y'all. I hope that you'll go out and get our book, How to Put Love First, and look for the announcement that we're talking about on Instagram because uh, I think it's going to be really fun and we want you guys to be a part of it. So look forward to fun things to come. And if you haven't bought the book, buy the book. Um, this is a great way to let publishers know that you like what we're putting out so we can keep putting out more. So we love you guys. Appreciate y'all. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much.